What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number four of the Rough Golf Podcast. I am your host, Jake Harris. Let's go ahead and tee off. I want to start this podcast off with a story, and this is one of those stories that that really changed my way of thinking, um, especially in how I perceive ego in the game of golf and in life. So several years ago, I had the opportunity to speak with uh, an elite soldier. Okay, This man served in various special forces units across various continents. He is a hero, and I am forever grateful for his service and his words. At the time I was considering enlisting in the Army, I had, you know, tons of questions and and actually had hopes to one day enter into a special forces unit. So I I began asking what I could do to better my chances. What did I need to prepare for? You know, how did I need to uh, train or uh, what resources or materials could I study to help me be a a better candidate for uh, this elite unit? And he told me to develop my ego as it was a survival mechanism. He said that your ego, having a strong ego, a type A personality, can be the difference between surviving and perishing. And his words made me stop and and really start to think about how an ego could be a good thing. It could really promote success in certain aspects of my life, not just in trying to get into this unit. And and years later, after the military, uh, I started to think about how those words, that thought of developing an ego, would play into my golf game. Is it possible that having an ego can make a difference in your golf game? And that's what I want to talk about today. Does having a big ego help or hinder your golf game? When you think of golf egos, what are the names that come to mind? Bryson DeChambeau, number one, got to be. Brooks Koepka, another one. Big names, big players in the sport, big egos. You know, they're they're putting it out there that they play and they play hard and they play well. And they've got the confidence or the ego to push them to the next level in their abilities, in their game of golf. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, you've got the players that are, are icy. They're just, they're just stone cold. They don't show up a lot of emotion. You know, I think of, of Cam Smith. I look at uh, Dustin Johnson. Both of those players don't show a lot of emotion Uh, out on the course. And that made me think, you know, some people can use ego to their benefit, and maybe some can't. So I want to put this before you guys. How many times have you played golf with the type of guy that that steps up on the tee and he says, I'm going to crush the ball. I'm going to hit it hard. I'm a big hitter. I know I can do it. I'm going to smack it down the fairway. I got this. And then he just flat out rips his driver down the fairway, 300 yards. He's rolling past the guys who are playing ahead of him. They're shouting, they're throwing their clubs. Hey, what's going on? I mean, this is a perfect example. I've played with guys like this before. And 
this is motivating to them. They, for the rest of the round, they're just like, oh, I got this, you know. And that is their ego promoting their strengths. And for them, it works. It, it, it is their driving force in their game. Now, on the other hand, how many times have you played golf with a guy that has a big ego and it easily leads to frustration? He has a bad hole. He throws his club. He hits his ball in the water. He breaks his club. He blames the wind or some inanimate object, a, a loose change in your pocket or something like that that's causing him to play bad golf instead of focusing on what it really is, which is your ego. I've been there. I've been that guy. I'm not proud to admit it, but I will admit it because that's the truth. I've been that guy who said early on in my golf career, oh, it's because of the squirrel was making funny noises or throwing acorns at me or something. And that's why I hit a bad shot. That's not true. I hit a bad shot because I let my ego take hold and get me into a frustrated position. And then I couldn't focus on my golf game. So ego so easily influences our emotion. And one of the things that these big tour professionals that play constantly in stressful environments, what they've learned to do is to control and utilize that ego. I'm not saying I know what type of golfer you are. You may be someone who thrives off of ego, and that is what your entire game is based off of. Your motivating factor is that you've got ego and you're going to use it to help you survive in the game of golf. Or maybe you struggle with ego and you like to be more of a, a function-based golfer and you take an analytical approach to the course and you want to calmly and smoothly work into your round and keep a level head and not you know, get out there and stand on the tee and brag about how far you can hit it. You're just going to calmly and coolly smack it out there a long way. I don't know what type of golfer you are, but regardless of what type you are, there are benefits. You can use your ego to be a benefit. Previous to the conversation that I had with, with that soldier, that elite soldier, I always thought ego was a bad thing. I thought it was something that you need to be humble, you need to be modest, you need to disguise it because it's unbecoming and nobody likes a bragger. But seeing it from a different light as a survival technique or a survival mechanism made me think, oh my gosh, on the golf course, which, you know, I'm not comparing golf to battle at all in, in, in any way, shape, or form, but it is a challenge and an ego could definitely help you in that challenge. You, you don't necessarily have to hide it because you're afraid that it's going to somehow impact your game in a negative way. So whether you have a large ego that seems like you previously you thought maybe it was a detriment to your golf game, I want you to stop and think about some of the positive ways you could use that ego to help better your golf game. You know, a lot of people automatically think, okay, that's a, he's a type A personality. He's got a big ego. 
Uh, it's all just bravado and show. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. He's puffing himself up, saying that uh, you know he's gonna he's making all these big claims, but he can't really pull it off. Well, have you ever stopped to think that that those big claims are what motivate this guy? They are are his form of getting psyched up and hyped up to get out there and to play the best round of golf that he can. He's not just saying this for you, and I say you as in the playing partner. He's saying it also for himself. It's motivation for him. All of this is to say that ego easily influences emotion and mental state. And if you can learn to harness or control your mental state during the game of golf, you can become really, really good at golf. That's what the pros do. That's how they perform under pressure. They've learned to harness their strengths and their weaknesses, both physically and mentally. I would argue it's like 80% mentally, only 20% physically, because they've got the skill. They've got the ability. It's harnessing that voice inside you that's nervous. Or maybe if you're overconfident, you need to know when to calm yourself down a little bit so that you don't make a mistake like overshooting the green. So managing this emotional state, this ego, can really benefit your game of golf. Now, this leads me to my next topic where I want to talk about how you can use your own personal ego to better your game and in a way manage it. Manage that ego. Learn from it. And on the other end, when you're finishing up on the 18th hole, come away with a better understanding of who you are mentally, and how you can use those strengths and weaknesses to be a better golfer. So the first scenario that I want to put you in is, and I mean, everybody's been here, okay? I played a few days ago, and it seemed like every hole I was at the same situation. Okay, let's just say you've had a horrible hole, and as you're walking off the green, you're questioning everything you did that led up to that bad score. I should have hit this club, or if I'd only slowed down a little bit in my backswing, or my knees weren't going in the right position, or I was aimed incorrectly, any one of those, that's actually your ego speaking. It's trying to lessen the hurt of the bad score. I suffer from this a lot. I have to believe that by making excuses for a bad hole in golf, I'm somehow becoming better at golf. And that, that's just crazy. You know, making excuses for yourself off a bad hole does nothing for your game. Mentally, it may lessen the, the blow a little bit from, you know, shooting, getting a triple on a par four or something like that. You're trying to make yourself feel better, even when you've performed poorly. But you can't do that. Because this is an example of the ego trying to strip you of a learning opportunity. If you were to go back and look at that hole objectively, what would you say? It wasn't the wrong club. You made a bad swing. It wasn't because you needed to slow down in your backswing. That's ridiculous. You need a consistent swing. It wasn't any of those excuses that you've created for yourself to try to make yourself feel better mentally. And no, this can be when you're playing by yourself. Nobody's around. You're only making excuses for yourself. And that's not going to help you become a better golfer. You need to embrace those bad holes 
learn from those mistakes. That's what's going to get you into better golf. So that's one instance where you need to keep your ego in check. The second you come off that green, let's just say you got a double, don't start in with the excuses. Start in by saying, start in by identifying what you believe is the true cause there. Okay, I was on the green in three, and I three-putted. There's the cause. You three-putted. It wasn't because you didn't get to the green faster. It wasn't because you chose the wrong club off the tee. It's because you three-putted. Learn from that experience and move on. It's going to make you a better golfer. By keeping your ego in line, accepting the bad score, and not making excuses for that bad score, instead of just identifying the problem, you also need to focus on the next hole being a completely new opportunity. How many times do you see a professional golfer playing out there? It's Sunday. They're, they're, they're in contention. They're on the money list. They're on the leaderboard. They're in the top 10. They, it's, a, it's a tight field. And they, they play a hole and they get a bogey. Okay, To you and I, as average golfers, a bogey is not that bad. You know, our game can recover from that. Not a big deal. But to a professional tour player who is on the leaderboard and in contention to win a tournament, a bogey is catastrophic. You can get out of the money so quickly with that. And what makes these guys so good is that they don't let that bad hole affect their next hole. By the time these guys are walking up to the next tee, they're not thinking about that last, what they shot on the last hole. They're thinking about making a great tee shot and a new opportunity on this hole because that's how winning is done in the game of golf. You cannot focus on the bad shots that you had or why you're down or anything like that. You can't let that ego creep in and put those bad thoughts in your mind and keep you from succeeding in the remainder of your round. Professional golfers are great at that. They can quiet that voice. They can get back out there and put up a great score on the next hole. So they treat every single hole as a new opportunity. Don't let your ego prevent you from doing that. On the other hand, some guys with big egos may want to build off of a great hole from the last hole. And that's perfectly fine because that's working for them. That's a strategy that works for them. It gets them motivated. It gets them ready to get up on the next tee box and make the hole that they're going to play as good, if not better, than the previous hole because that's what works for them. But if you're someone whose ego is, a, is negative and tends to focus on the problems that you've caused, you need to, to quiet that voice out by saying, nope, I got a new opportunity. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not even going to hear what you're saying. I got a new hole, new opportunity. I'm going to post a good score. And that's going to help you guys. That's going to help you guys shoot lower scores because um, the mental part of the game is huge. And if you can learn to control that, then you are going to see better scores. I guarantee it. It's worked for me. It's worked for my friends. I've seen it before. And I know that it works. There are books on it. There are hundreds of books on it because it works. It's a lot easier said than done to control your ego because your ego will try to take hold of your game. It's human nature. It's going to happen. You know, in a way, the ego is a safety net for your feelings, just like I was talking about earlier, how you're, you instinctively make excuses for why you had a bad hole. 
That's your ego trying to give you a little nice soft pillow to land on after you just you've fallen from that great height of a bad hole. And instead of letting yourself slip into the reoccurring nightmare that is bad ego golf, try to reassess while you're playing golf. So the second that you start down that road and you're second guessing, questioning yourself, try to reassess and say, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why am I playing this game? I love this game. I started this game because I enjoy this game because start thinking those positive thoughts to help stop that train of bad thoughts created by your ego. I want to talk to you about a study that deals with resiliency. Okay, In this study, they had a group of 10 children, and they brought these children into a room individually, and they gave them a puzzle to solve. Now, the people running the study wanted to see how the kids were going to react to a very, very difficult puzzle. These kids were around five or six, something like that, and they had to solve a difficult puzzle. Most of the kids got mad at trying to solve the puzzle within a few minutes. They would become frustrated and give up and throw a temper tantrum, and that is purely their ego expressing themselves. They've hit a wall. They can't solve a problem. They give up. They walk away. You have a bad hole. You can't solve the problem because you're making excuses for yourself. You give up. You walk away. The rest of your round is terrible. That's your ego right there. You can harness that. You can control that, and you can give it that elbow to back up. Make some space for those positive thoughts that are going to help you play better golf. Some of the kids kept going. Some of the kids got tucked in and welcomed the challenge. They fought. They struggled. They succeeded. They tried to overcome that negative voice within their mind that said, this is too hard. This is too complex. You can't do this. And they said, no. No, I can. I'm going to try. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to struggle. I'm going to fight. I'm going to keep going. And they succeeded. And that's the same thing with golf. You have a bad hole, it hurts, but you can't give up. You can't get frustrated and break a club, throw it in the water. That club didn't do nothing to you. It didn't. It's not the club's fault. You know whose fault it is. It's yours. Just accept it, learn from it, and move on. By controlling that, by controlling that emotion, you are going to play better golf. You're going to allow yourself to move out of those negative thoughts into a positive frame of mind, and you're going to play better golf. This story is golf in a nutshell. Each new hole is a new challenge. Sometimes you hit a brick wall, but those that keep moving forward, that find a way over the wall, around the wall, and in some cases through the wall, are going to succeed at golf. They're going to get better. They're going to have a better time playing the sport. And they're going to be more enjoyable to play the sport with. So to recap, if you're someone who thrives off of ego and it helps motivate you in your sport, then use it. Don't try to disguise it. Don't try to put it away. Use it. Let it help you in defeating your challenge because that's what it's there for. If you're someone whose ego hinders them because it starts to make excuses for you, or it starts to say it's not your fault because 
then you need to learn to put that out of your mind. You need to learn to quiet it by saying, no, it is my fault, but I'm going to become better because I love this game. I like the challenge. I'm not going to let this bad hole, this hazard, this sand trap beat me. I will come back. I will be victorious. And all of that is going to put you in the mindset to play better golf. I'm sure everybody has opinions on this topic, and I would absolutely love to hear what you guys think. Please follow and subscribe if you haven't already. And more importantly, send me an email. Hit me up at roughgolfpodcast at gmail. Let me know what you're thinking about this topic in particular or any topic that you want to talk about dealing with golf. If you've got questions, if you need to know what type of gear uh, beginners need to get in the game of golf, then just send me an email. I'll be happy to answer those questions. I will pick one of those emails to share on a podcast for the Rough Golf community so that it can help everyone learn and better their game and become better golfers. Guys, golf is difficult, and you don't need to make that challenge even more difficult by letting your ego creep in and take control of the situation. Good shots can lead to bad shots, but bad shots can also lead to good shots. The important thing to remember is to keep on swinging no matter what.